0: society and sports, racism in sports. Hey, look, I served in the military. 20 plus years in the United States Army, retired officer, three combat tours to Iraq. Now, this is when he was in his raw, raw state. I mean, meat eating, raw, rare eating, flesh all kind of this carnivorous this mean and scary guy and uh we wanted to just share with y'all maybe even crow a little bit on where our lakers are right now we're with the dodgers and the Braves, and dodgers getting the break speed off of them
1: and when games don't turn the ball over and that's their bugaboo is turning the ball over and giving up too many points on defense the defense hasn't shown up yet for 2020
0: This episode of Take It to the House is brought to you by Mesa Trophies and Plaques. Now, take it to the house. I'm Vic and I'm taking it to
1: the house. I'm Tim Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. And I want to say thank you for those who voted. You took it to the house last night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you didn't vote, shame on you. We really really stand on the back of shoulders of great legends who died, sacrificed for us to have this opportunity, and you neglected your... uh, Fundamental responsibility if you did not vote, but thank you for those who did vote We have an NFL centric uh, sports show today and We're going to talk about some of the power rankings. So y'all bear with us. Come on and take it to the house with us Vic for me. I want to talk about the NFC first Uh, Three teams come to mind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers The Seattle Seahawks and then we got the third team a distant third, which is the Green Bay Packers the Green Bay Packers on the defensive end, they can't stop a nosebleed. But offensively, you got Aaron Rodgers. You got an outstanding running game. I think they can make some noise, but they need some help on the defensive end. And then you got Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay, number one. Seahawks, number two. Seahawks got Russell. Russell Wilson, at quarterback. Pete Carroll at, at, at coaching. And they always have a defense. Uh, so it's just a matter of just coming together, a, a couple of breaks for them to to come to fruition, and some nationally have them ranked number one in the NFC. But as long as you got Tom Brady, he's like the CEO of the Buccaneers, and all of his, as you, you talk about leadership and organizational leadership, he brings that, that corporate knowledge, six NFL championships from New England to the Tampa Bay Bucks. and as long as he has what he has as far as that corporate knowledge, uh, even stealing a little bit from Bill Belichick, you never count him out, in my opinion. Plus, he has all the weapons, and we talked about it in weeks before. We talked about him having the – he has uh, uh, um, Fournette. We got outstanding receivers on the outside. He got the defense, and he has a special team. So those are my three
0: teams in the NFC. What say you, sir? I, when we talk about power rankings, I, I do get fired up because at the end of the day, I, I said I'm an NFL fan. I'm an NFL fan, and I'm going to answer your question on power rankings. You know, as an NFL fan, I have no issues watching games from 1 p.m. Eastern time to 12 midnight Eastern time, plus the highlights that takes me to 2 o'clock in the morning. However, I'm not going to start wasting my time watching bad football. And so when you ask about power rankings, it's very important I start watching quality football. And I'll tell you what, two teams are not on that list since we were talking about the NFC. Two teams not on that list, Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. I'm surprised Roger Goodell didn't put them on a TV Sunday night. Because yes. you wasted my time. And, and because I'm a glutton for punishment and I am a creature of habit, I almost fell for the trap and watch that game. I almost fell for the trap until my daughter and my family asked me if I wanted to watch a family movie. And I said, sure. So I watched Grease part two. Not even one with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. This one has Michelle Pfeiffer. But I tell you what, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Cause I was not gonna watch stellar dweller teams when we have the opportunity to start talking about hierarchy of NFL. So you asked me about power rankings, particularly in an NFC. Obviously, those teams are not on there, and that's a shame because a league that has the Eagles and the Cowboys performing, that should have been a dynamic game where we can start talking about who's the leader of the NFC East. So for you to already lay out three teams that you've identified in the NFC that is a power ranking top three, you said top three, not top four, because the NFC East doesn't have anybody. That's a shame. So when I look at the power rankings in the NFC, I agree with you. Buccaneers, number one. Even though they have a couple losses, I look at who they played and who they lost. So, the, a game worth watching for the Buccaneers this weekend are the Saints. They played the Saints this weekend. So, I think that'd be great because they did lose against the Saints earlier. But again, I look at the quality of wins as well as who they lost to for me to say the Buccaneers are number one. Then I look at the Seahawks. Their game's upcoming. They got the Bills this weekend. I think the Bills are pretending not a contender, but they are first place in AFC East. They'll play the Rams, and then they also play the Cardinals. So the NFC West already is a very competitive uh, 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 division, so that's what I look for Seahawks. So they'll start defining themselves as a quality team. Then the Saints cannot put anything past Drew Brees, so they do play the Bucks, and they play the Chiefs. So their sample size is going to start getting a little more uh, a substance, and then of course I say the Packers because you got Aaron Rodgers, and they do play the Titans in a couple weeks, and that's about the only, that's the the that's the most competitive team they'll play in the next few weeks. So when I look at my power rankings for the NFC in particular, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Saints, and Packers. Again, it's the same. Not one NFC East team is on there. They don't even deserve to be even in the playoffs. So maybe they'll do some flex scheduling with uh, Roger Goodell, but that's what I'm looking for the NFC. What, what do you think for the AFC? Well, the AFC,
1: we talked about it in weeks past. Uh, Kansas City, my goodness, you know, I expect them to really repeat. They, they didn't lose anybody on offense or defense. 90, over 90% of their personnel has come back. Only thing that will beat them to me is complacency and maybe somebody on a good day, just having a, a better day that day. So I would start with them as my number one. Number two is kind of shady because I don't know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 6-0 or undefeated, but is that a real record? Is that real? Because this past weekend when the Baltimore Ravens was playing against them, I thought the Ravens beat them every every way you can beat them, but on the final score. And so I don't know if Pittsburgh is as good as they, their record indicates, yet they are 6-0. So... Do I rank them second? I could, but arguably you can put Baltimore second. And so those two teams can go back and forth interchangeable. Um, The problem with Baltimore, and I could easily put Baltimore three, uh, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. It begins with him and it ends with him. Uh, um, Last week I talked about him making some adjustments and some changes. And if you look at his arm swing, the way he throws the ball, It's almost like at a three-quarter and it's not overhand it's not sidearm and and so it's suspect at best just mechanically I think he's an outstanding athlete I think he has all the qualities to be a good one but he still has to make some adjustments and growth some personal growth with decision-making so just based on that alone I put him third I can easily put um, uh, Pittsburgh as as number two and my number fourth choice Uh, I still have a, a liking for the Tennessee Titans. And so do, is that how it's going to end up? No. Am I an expert? No. Did I play the game at the professional level? No. Like you said earlier, I'm a fan and this is how I see it. So my eye test lays out the AFC this way as I see it. How it ends up, I don't know, but I'd love to come back in about what a month and a half, eight weeks and say, look at us. So they'd stamp this, Mr. Steve. Let's talk about this later when we get down to the final two, final four. What is your say, sir, on the
0: AFC? Wow. Exact same, exact same order. Almost the same exact justification. Chiefs, hands down, their championship to lose. They they do have some uh, strong teams ahead of them. They're playing the Buccaneers, and they'll play the Saints. But I have no reason to question Patrick Mahomes. He is who he is. And this comes to a point where we all talk about great players, great players. Got it. Let's start talking about becoming great to legendary. And legendary requires you to be sustained success. Organizations come from great to legendary. People become from great to legendary. Coaches, players, great to legendary. It comes about sustained success. Some people go from great to good. Very few go from great to legendary. And right now, Patrick Mahomes has proven himself. One, he's already a Super Bowl champion and an NFL MVP. So he's already proven himself. So it's for the Chiefs to lose. Then I do Agreed. look at the Steelers and same thing. I had to give the Steelers props as a 7-0 team. They're also the first place in the division. I do question who they played. And I also question the fact that they did get the, break, the breaks beat off of them by my Ravens. But scoreboard. Ravens ran over 220 something yards on them and that's supposed to be like one of the number one ranked defenses ran through them. lamar jackson four in uh four turnovers But at the end of the day, if we're talking about power rankings You beat the ravens and I said the, it was the ravens division to lose and right now they're losing it So I have to give it to the Steelers Because they had done what they needed to do They played and beat who they're supposed to play and beat so their next up-camera games of, of, of interest, the Ravens again, Thanksgiving weekend, and then they play the Bills. So then I do have number three, the Ravens. The easy should be number two. The two teams they lost with a 5-2 and two record are the Chiefs and the Steelers. They, and we know they could have won both those games. And to your point, I, I'm, 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 there's days I'm hesitant to, to watch Lamar. I enjoy him as an athlete. But I need him to start getting from great to legendary. Right now, he's good to great, and I don't want him falling in his rankings because he has a lot of potential. But he had a lead last week. I can say, easy to say, the defense did something to not sustain the lead going into the fourth quarter. But you're the quarterback. Four of those turnovers was his: two fumbles and two interceptions. One was a pick six. So I'm I, I'm I'm leery. I'm still encouraged, yet I'm leery. Then, uh, and with their upcoming games, they have the Titans and the Steelers. So, again, let, are, you, are you champs or are you chumps? Then the Titans, I got to look at it. So and The Titans play the Packers and the Ravens. So, I agree with you in your order. That's where I'm at with the AFC. It'll be interesting to see how the cream rises to the, uh, to the top. But, again, hey, scoreboard to all the Steelers fans. I know you're my arch rival, but mad respect. Hey, scoreboard, y'all, y'all there, y'all, y'all the kings of the AFC North. Mad respect.
1: If you had to pick two to represent the a- one for the AFC and one for the NFC, if you had to pick the Super Bowl um, uh, contenders, if you had to two, choose two today, who would you choose? I don't Woo-hoo! know. I know it's a I know, I
0: know, but way ahead of game. What does the <laughs> eye test tell you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll stick with the NFC because it's easier and less emotional for me. Buccaneers <laughs> okay. versus the Seahawks. That's the NFC championship game. Buccaneers okay. versus the Seahawks. That, I'm excited to watch Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf go together. Those two. Woohoo! And now you give Tom Brady also a new weapon called Antonio Brown. Yes. Taking his off the field antics away from the equation. Them two, and he got Gronk, and they might, that's going to be exciting. So that'll be a great NFC championship. championship. Yeah. 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 AFC, Chiefs, hands down. and the Steelers. Eyeball test, record says all, and I I just gave my justification, and it hurts to say that, but until Lamar Jackson and the Ravens beat a team they're supposed to beat, not the bad teams, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, finish the game, I cannot consider you ready for the big show, because even with that, the big shows, he has failed to show up. I don't need you to blow out teams like the Jets 30, 40 points to nothing. I need you to beat the Steelers by three points. I need you to beat the Chiefs by four points. I need you to dominate against the Titans with six points. Come play ball. So until they show me that, I'm going to have a level of hesitancy saying that you will be in the AFC Championship game because you got to play the divisional wild card game, you got to play the, the next uh, the championship game, the visual game, all those other playoff games which are big games that Lamar Jackson right now is 0-2. Show me you can play in a big stage. Then I can go ahead and raise your stock. Okay. Okay. That was fair. You Thank you. I can't argue with you, brother. It's sound logic.
1: It's, it's, it's rational what you bring to the table as far as your argument. I support what you see. Uh, with the exception of one thing, I still think Tim... Tennessee Titans, because of Ben Roethlisberger, he's fragile to me. Very fragile. And uh, Lamar is inconsistent. But one thing you can always count on a, a Mike Vrabel team with the Tennessee Titans is they bring it in. And the Derrick Henry boy, he's bad news when he's coming. So I would not be surprised to see uh, Tennessee Titans and Kansas City in the AFC championship. Buccaneers, Seahawks in the, NF, yeah, in the NFC with probably the Buccaneers winning that one, KFC winning for the AFC. So it would be the Buccaneers and um, uh, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. And,
0: but it's early. It's early, but that's my take. That's interesting. I mean, that would be a rematch from last year's AFC championship game. And, again, that's okay. what distanced the Tennessee Titans, that running game. You can travel with a running game. And look, that, yes. makes, that makes Ryan Tannehill look like a new quarterback. He was the nobody in Miami. He was on his way out of the league. You get with a Mike Vrabel team, like you said, and you got a strong running game. You got Hill earlier this year, they're talking about him as the MVP candidate. So when you talk about a uh, ball in January, when it's cold, no one's throwing it. They're running the rock. And that dude, Derrick Henry, again, we said a couple weeks ago, it causes defensive backs to make business decisions if they want to tackle him. So I like what you're saying. I understand why you say it. It'd be interesting to it plays out. But again, they do have a couple of tests coming down the road to see if they're ready uh, for, for the show. So. You mentioned some bad
1: teams, and there are several in the NFL that have some bad teams. But are they bad teams, bad coaches? You're so uh, good with leadership, organizational leadership, uh, which starts with the coaching, but it also starts in the locker room as well, and ownership. Think about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why are they so successful? You know, 14 coaches in their whole, since 1936. Um, one ownership group, the Rooney's, as a family. And, and, and then you got Roethlisberger and a, 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 a veteran team. Then you go to, you talked about the, the, uh, the Cowboys. Organizational leadership. What is the problem? What's going on? But it's not so much... Well, I'm not going to say that because Jerry Jones, he's bad news. So in organizational leadership, you still got to have a foundation. you got to have structure. you got to let those people that are in the business run the business, and you can't make all the decisions, Mr. Jerry Jones, yourself. What do you think about the hire of, of Mike McCartney down there in, in Dallas when we have some outstanding coaches that are out there waiting,
0: chomping at the bit to get their opportunities? I... I- you're all in my sweet spot. What I like about NFL, what I like about the uh, Major League Baseball, what I like about NBA, I love leadership. And so it's also about, and I talked about being great, being legendary. I look at the total body of work. When I see high performing organizations, I look at it from not just the five year time span, but I look at the 20, 30 years, and you have a long term success. Yes. You will have a bad year or bad couple of years, but I like watching organizations that says, "Hey, look, this is our coach. We know we are a playoff caliber team, a championship caliber team. We're going to have bad years. That doesn't mean I have to fire the coach. I'm going to ride or die with you, Cause I, because because like it, it starts from the organizational, uh, from the management level, the general management, the ownership team. What is your DNA?" What kind of organization are we building? For the Ravens to be built in 1996 and be founded in 1996, they have established themselves as, with an organizational identity of hard football, blue-collar work, but also, look, we're not playing any silly games. Earl Thomas, great safety. You know what? You played around too much. You don't fit our culture. The, 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 the player said you got to go. Coach said no problem because we built a culture. The, the, you look at sustained excellence. Green Bay Packers, I love that franchise i have my issue with the patriots but over a period of their body of work is a sustained organization you look at the stillers you look at teams like that that have a longevity of leadership and strong leadership and a strong culture but then you look at organizations like unfortunately to the dallas cowboys what happened here what happened here where you were america's team once upon a time you had the tom landry then you know you had the iconic hats And then you have a a Jimmy Johnson that's instilling a winning culture. After going one to 15, then you go eight, nine. Then you go championship all through the nineties. Somewhere along the line, people start forgetting their roles. If I'm a general manager, I hire my coach, let them execute. What is my vision for my organization? What is the identity? So that we can win, but we have no egos in place. Everyone knows their role. You know my culture, we build into that. The challenge with Mike McCarthy, and Jerry Jones, same thing that they would call uh, what the clapper, you know, they don't have an identity anymore. They, the The Cowboys do not have an identity. So now you're looking for the shiny object. Mike McCarthy was something special in the early 2000s, winning that one championship in Green Bay. But you won one championship with with a championship caliber franchise at Green Bay. When you have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So that's your body of work, and you're to come to the Cowboys, where you have a really great nucleus of young players, and you're doing nothing. Two and six. Yes. So bad teams. I'm interested in one aspect of bad teams. That means job opportunities should be opening up for some coach. I'm not asking for someone to get fired, but when you're like an Adam Gase, of the Jets 0 and 8. Cowboys made this hire for Mark Mike McCarthy. Falcons now two in once since they have uh, Raheem Morris a black head coach the interim when the previous coach was over six The Giants one to seven Texans Jack We have some black co- coaches that should be looked at for some of these opportunities instead of recycling these other coaches around and I think okay. that's what I look at as an opportunity for uh, bad teams but also opportunities for Organization to say hey, we're committed to winning and placing the right type of people in here that can put the right type of culture.
1: Yes, yes. I, I, I thank you for that take because we, I get tired of recycling and seeing the same old coaches over and over again when I don't see enough blacks in the front office, ownership groups, nor in the general manager, manager or coaching. And then when we get fired, you don't see them again. There are now OCs or... D- defensive coordinators and not getting another opportunity where we had some outstanding and smart, uh, coaches out there. Eric B you talk about uh, Raheem Morris. We have others as well. And, 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 and give them a chance, give them a chance, give them the leash that you give the white coaches, please. And you'll be surprised that there's more than a Tony Dungy out there. There's more out there that can lead your team to the promised land. So give them a chance. Uh, Mike McCarthy. You're in a bad way. You're in a bad situation out there in Dallas because the owner will not let you coach. He The roles out there to me are not defined, so therefore you're going to have some confusion. Who's running things? If the players can go to the owner and not to the coach, then you have no power. There's a problem. USC going against uh, uh Arizona State, and I know you're a uh, USC alumni, so what are your thoughts on the NCAA starting up, COVID impacting? I was thinking before you have your take, why, why, why in a truncated season like this is the NCAA even thinking about a bowl, a ranking system, a Heisman trophy winner, when not everybody is playing the same amount of games, there's not enough, the same amount of reps, and then I mentioned COVID just a few minutes ago, we got a a game this week that's going to be canceled with Wisconsin, so why are we so interested in ranking or, no, no, you know what? I already know the answer to that question. It's money. It's all about money. Every decision that's being made up to this point is really about money. It's not about the the, the play as a fan. I want to see the NCAA. I want to see players play. But in the end, when I see when you're not regarding um, taking the precautions of COVID, like I think you should, and you're not, you didn't ask me, but You're looking at Heisman Trophy winners, you're looking at bowls and opportunities to make some more more money, which is also recruiting, which is you're getting your games in for what, for what, for what. And in the end, I see it's all about the dollars, and I'm sorry. You can miss me with that, but I'm concerned. I am concerned. What about player safety? What about the student athlete? Sir, what is your take? I know I'm on a little rant here and I apologize. But
0: it it bothers me we have this going (laughs) on. Go ahead, sir. Get it. I feel your passion, baby. Get it. My son graduates high school next year. He's a senior right now. He will be in college. Now, he's not a D1 athlete or anything like that, but it's my son. And when I start thinking about COVID impact on amateur players, it's already bad enough watching NFL trying to navigate this. But you had a, a Heisman potential Heisman winning uh, quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who has done everything he needed to do in his college career, getting to the championship games, winning the championship games, and now trying to finally get this elusive Heisman. And now he can't play these next two games because he's got COVID. So, and again, is he playing these games because he needs to make sure he's in a competition to play for the national championship game? Which, if we want to talk about asterisks, you have some teams that started in August, September. You got the Big Ten that just started two weeks ago, and they got the Pac-12 starting now in November when traditionally NCAA football would end in December because the kids had to do their finals, get ready for the bowl season in January. So why? As you stated, what are they, if you want to do something, just do it internally, do the Pac-12 conference games, Big Ten conference games, play your internal SEC championship game, what have you, call it over Use those rankings for the next year. But to start thinking that you can have a, a normal season and a normal playoff season in NCAA where all these children, these are children, not getting paid, not legally getting paid. These children going across the country, risking themselves and their young bodies against this thing called COVID. We still don't know about them. And we're now going to the first year of a winter part of COVID. So I think it's unfair. I, I'm excited, I guess, to some degree to know that USC is going to suit up and play. But it, I can't, it's almost like watching football NFL. There's going to be some bad football games. And I can be honest with you. I've watched very few college football. It's just not entertaining. It's just not entertaining. And so uh, the COVID impact and now to start have a staggered conference schedule. You know, like you said, you can miss me with that.
1: I just want to say thank you to our fans out there. If you've been watching and listening to us, please continue to follow us on Facebook, follow us and like us uh, please on, on Twitter. And you can catch us on Fieldhouse Sports Entertainment as well. So we want to just take it to the house every week
0: and come back and join us. Thank you all again. And Unk said it earlier. Thank you for voting. Regardless if you're red or blue, we're all Americans. Thank you for exercising your constitutional right. Now let's do what we need to do as a people, as a country, and continue to represent the great nation we are. So again, thank you for taking to the house. Thank you for dialing in and tuning in with us. Look forward to seeing you next week. We got a lot to talk about next week, as you already know. So until next week, take it to the house.